episode 1040 and it's a relevant podcast here in orlando i'm your host cameron strang and joining me from loverland virginia it's jesse carey hello hello from nashville tennessee downtown emily brown hey y'all and joining us today derek's out he's at some retreat with rappers so we decided let's go get another rapper to join the show joining us today from social club misfits please welcome from miami florida Marty. Right. Hey, man. I wasn't invited to that thing, by the way. So that's, <laughs> that's good to know. That. He was sending me clips of it. You don't want to be there. It wasn't. Yeah. They're, they're eating alligator. I'm good. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I like how that's the line for you. It's like, are reptiles being consumed? He's, he's a Floridian. So, you don't eat alligator? Nah, I mean, you have iguanas I'm also down like there. Latin. We don't touch stuff like that. I'm Italian and Latin, so we don't touch... Um, creatures that were not listed in Acts when the, the scroll came down and they're like, you can eat all these things, just don't not alligator. Don't do that one. It's interesting. You see, Derek won't eat shellfish. Like he, not that mm. he, for health reasons. He actually was like, it's an unclean. Once you learn kind oh. of what shrimp and shellfish eat, you don't want to eat those, you know. And uh, he's turned me off of shellfish. And so now you're going to turn me off of alligator. To be honest and with you, else, like huh? as soon as you said that, I was like, I think I'm going to do sushi tonight. Like immediately reverse that. You just made me want to have what you guys aren't. Now I'm going to do. Sushi. That's the beauty of just not thinking about stuff. <laughs> just like anything I consume. I don't think about the consequences at all. Ignorance is yeah. bliss. It's they're like when the right. guy makes the chicken nuggets and then yeah. he's like, who wants them? And they're all the kids are like, we all want them still after like the bone and the gristle just in that one movie. Yeah. Anyway. It, yeah. It, well, it's like that one viral video from years ago where it showed like McDonald's chicken or some fast food. I don't want to malign the wrong fast food restaurant, but it was basically like, like the pink goo pink. Pink goo coming out like a caught gun. It was McDonald's. And it was like, it was like, honestly, this is not going to prevent this. This change is nothing for me. Absolutely (laughs) nothing. I remember when we watched Super Size Me in like our high school health class, because that's what the Texas public education system (laughs) thought was good. Uh, Like half the students afterwards were like, should we go to McDonald's after this? Like it just made them want McDonald's. It did not like deter them at all. Because I'm not going to McDonald's for the salad, you know, like. If you're doing that, you're lying to yourself. I'm sorry. Yeah, but I, I have a saltwater aquarium right next to my desk, and I look at what those shrimp and things eat, and mm. it does not make me want to eat shrimp. Trust me. Well, that's because they're they in the a poop. controlled... They, they, you're, you're giving like little... You know, it's like little pieces of squares that they're eating, right? You have to drop that into the tank. No, 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 no. That's what... No, the, the fish do. What the shrimp eat is the poop and the decay and mm. the stuff on the bottom. That's what the shrimp eat. Uh-huh. That's what I'm saying. Like fish eat I mean, food. I hate to break it to you, but like my mom grew up on a farm. So like I've been around far- like pigs, cows, all that. They're not the healthiest of animals either. So yeah, that's true. Well, there's an- a lot of people don't eat bacon and, and pork. It's true. Yeah. For those reasons. It's an unclean animal. But it tastes good. Yeah. So... We're free in Jesus. Yeah. We can eat whatever. You know, those people who like right. also yeah. eat all those things that are not good. They live to like ninety-seven years old, like that, and they smoke cigarettes every day. Then the guy who takes care of himself, <laughs> who's doing a, a marathon, he dies at thirty-five because he had a heart attack. It doesn't matter. Yeah, there's two. Th- yeah, you're tapping into Jesse's I, philosophy. Life's not fair. <laughs> my my thing is like I think what we and this is not grounded in science or medicine. This is pure gut feeling. <laughs> which is how I live my life, you know, uh, because the jury's still out on a lot of that stuff. 
my gut's never wrong. And it's telling me that it doesn't really matter what you consume at the end of the day. It's how, it's it's a disposition. You know, if you live your life in a way that you're loving life, I think you're going to end up like that 80 year old, that 104 year old Twizzler eater. You know what yeah. I mean? You say it's all and about mindset. I, I agree you know? with that's a really good uh, hypothesis thesis. I like that. Yeah, I mean, I guess that makes sense because your mindset, I mean, we know so much now about how brain chemistry affects your mood, your energy, you know, depression, not chemical imbalance. And like, so you're right, like a positive mindset is releasing serotonin. It's releasing good vibes throughout your body. Your body's healthier. It makes sense. I'm going to get some fries after this. That's good. Thanks, Emily. Now I'm going to go get some supersize. (laughs) Yeah, I think you're tapping into the philosophy of what was it? Not the shack, the secret. What was the thing that Oprah got into? The one one that generated a cult, the secret. Yeah. It's basically that it's, you know, I'm putting it yeah. out in the universe. Right. It's like, it's like positive vibes I'm putting out in the universe are like the hot dogs <laughs> I'm putting into my body. They're going yeah. to return to me. Yes. In, in valuable yes. ways. That's I like I'm how hot dogs now say now using real meat. I'm like, what the heck were you using before this hot dog? <laughs> I don't want to yeah. know. I, I do not want to know what pre-meat hot dogs were made of. <laughs> well, you know, you know what they're, because t- I was about to say they put plastic in it, but you know what they're finding in fish, right? That if you eat wild caught fish, there's so much plastic in the ocean and in in our waterways now that fish have ingested so many microplastic particles that if you eat fish, you're putting plastic into your body. So they're doing autopsies on humans and they're finding all this microplastics in dead bodies because of the fish. I hate this topic, guys. (laughs) I'm just saying. Here's what it is. You can't eat anything yeah, except organic whole foods, vegetables. Cameron yeah. had uh, Cameron went to the life. Orlando game and then they he got the orange cheese, the one that's the plastic cheese. That's what the, on the nachos with the jalapeno poppers. Yes. I know how it goes Dude. over there. Jesse's the nacho fiend. He's the one. He's the nacho connoisseur in this. Just mainline it. Just put the put the cheese right in the veins, man. You know, <laughs> just an Again, IV it goes of back cheese. To the cheese with <laughs> yeah. a Z. It, yeah, it doesn't even need to be yeah. actual dairy product. It's if it's yellow and has that kind of tart little bite and and melts well on. It, yeah, exactly. Just give it to me. All right. Well, we have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, we we have some serious topics to discuss. David Kinnaman from Barna joins us. There's some uh, been a lot of studies lately about kind of Gen Z, millennials, the future of the church. And so we talked to him about that. You don't want to miss that. Uh, at the end of the show, we have a little get to know you with our friend Marty, a little table topic session in, in the in queue. But stay tuned right now. Up next, it's Slices. Tired of trying to survive. listening to colony house the song is trying to survive season four of the chosen is in theaters now and the reviews that count are in amazing did not disappoint flurry of emotions it was powerful heartbreaking uplifting you have got to come and see it it is a message for everybody i highly recommend that you come out and see the chosen season four Episodes 1 through 3 of The Chosen Season 4 are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. Okay, it's time for... Slices. What do you have, Jesse? Yeah, I wanted to talk about the, the Mr. Beast controversy. Is it a controversy? Is it? 
Well, that, that's my question, right? <laughs> for, for people who don't know, he recently, you know, he's the biggest YouTuber in the world, uh, recently released a, a video where he is providing uh, cataract surgery for uh, a thousand patients who are suffering from various degrees of blindness because they can't afford the surgery. Um, and he, you know, it's sort of this feel good YouTube video. Right. And, uh, you know, it's been criticized because a lot of people are saying it's a before it's, you know, performative altruism and that he's, you know, benefiting from other people's suffering. Now he's a pretty charitable guy. And he's recently as in response to this, said that he is, he's pledging to give away the entirety of his wealth, um, uh, before he dies. Um, but he's received a lot of criticism basically for, because of the performative angle or people saying that it's exploitive. And uh, they, some people were saying that he was profiting from it. So like, sure, you're going to give away a thousand surgeries. It costs you X amount. But this video will make you so much more. You're actually profiting on charity, whatever. So he had to address that as well. Yeah. In which, you know, I guess my thing is, even if that's the case, does it matter? And well, do you guys think he is... Um, you know, it should be subjected to this type of criticism. I have two thoughts. Number one, he did respond to the accusation of profiteering and he said his average YouTube video this past year cost lost $1.5 million. He's like, what we spend on these big acts and these big charities and moments and things like that does not get made back by advertising revenue. He's like, we lose about a million and a half. So that's just an unfounded accusation. And then he, but the idea of like, I don't know. Like it's it's amazing you're so generous, but do you have to do it for the camera? That kind of I, I it's kind of a valid thing in my mind. I mean, the Bible talks about that, you know, like to like be generous in secret sort of a thing. So it's like it, I don't know. But but the other question is like if he mm. wasn't doing it on camera, would he be able like to do that it. is his platform. Right. You know what I mean? Like he he's a content creator. That's what it enables him to have all this money to do charitable right. things. You know, like, you know, I get, you, you know, I get the idea of performative altruism or, or, you know, receiving your earthly reward here via YouTube comments and little likes on YouTube or whatever, or YouTube ad revenue in this case. But, you know, d does it really matter if at the end of the day, a thousand people that couldn't see can see now? Well, and, the, and the, the non-cynical side of me says, hey, he's setting a great example to his generation to say, like, Hey, if you have a lot, you should do a lot of good with it. You know, that kind of thing. So I think it's like, we don't have to be cynical and like, you know, think that everybody's out for the wrong reasons. But and the other thing too, is he's 24. I mean, he's like hardcore Gen Z and you got to remember Gen Z films, everything they have lived their entire life on TikTok and on IG and whatever. And it's like, like they, it doesn't even cross their mind to not film going to the gym or, you know, doing a big thing like this and putting it online for people. So it's like, I don't think. There's ulterior motives. I don't know. I just think people like to be complaining about stuff. Yeah. People, there's also performative outrage is like, just like performative altruism, where if I find myself outraged at something, it, it, especially if it's something contrarian, like, well, I'm going to tell you why you're wrong for liking the new Mr. Beast video. There's something performative about that, just like they're accusing him of a performative thing, hmm. you know? Yeah. I think um, just like the fact that he, I think he's, I think he started doing this when he was like 13. So it's like over ha almost half his life he's been like filming it. So it's like, I don't think he's doing it for like a performative reason. This, like you said, Cameron, like this is just what he's always done is just like yeah. record things, do it online. Um, but I also think there's so many other content creators who are 24 
and are just very selfishly posting their own life and their own daily activities, which is fine. That's if that's what they want to do, that's okay. And I, it frustrates me that when this person who has the means and is doing something to truly like change someone's life, when it's met with criticism, it's like, I, I think there's times where there could be valid criticism. This is not one like the performative aspect of it. You can make that argument for anything. Like I could do something really kind and just like share it with my friend and they could immediately be like, well, why do you, you know, like it's easy to critique or you could just say, Hey, that was really good that you put something good out in the world when there's so much bad going on. And so I'd rather celebrate the good things happening than like critique the quote unquote negative things. Marty, you're a professional content creator. You live on social media. I was waiting for this moment. I was about, <laughs> I'm about to say some stuff right here. Do it. Bring it. First off, bring, it. bring some heat. I think like, first off, I just laughed because most, I don't think most people have seen this video. I think that everyone's talking about the title of it. I don't think anyone's seen the video. I'm pretty sure on the video when I was watching it, he's sharing the stories of everyone and their blindness. So it's like, it's like a Benny Hinn crusade, if you will. You know, it's like they're sharing and they're like, Pastor Benny, he's been blind for 12 years. And so this is Robert. And he's, you know, like it's, it's, they're telling the story, which is great. But also, I mean, like I agree with Emily, like the, the video before was making the world's largest hot dog. Like at least he's doing something positive with the video, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like he, yeah, human yeah, squid yeah, game he's in like, real yeah, life. Uh, <laughs> you know, like his videos are pretty much, uh, you know, they're supposed to, I, I remember I saw his Ted talk or something he did where he was talking about how like he spends three hours on his uh, thumbnail and what, what was the most creative part about the video was actually how they labeled it to me. When I saw the video, it's like, we cure a thousand people's blindness. And I was thinking how many other ways could you even write that as like a, a clickbait, but the way that it, it looks, it just, it, it causes us to have that reaction right where it's like oh he healed you know he he cured blindness i actually saw a video today where the guy was like he's the antichrist because he uh it's so stupid oh my gosh another gen z uh they just attack each other marty now that hey now that you mention it that's a take i've i'm willing to mr beast I had, mark of the beast yeah, he's the beast I'll, I'll the video. yeah mr beast he's oh doing the gosh. eyes clean you know clearing eyes and stuff like that oh my um, gosh you know but you know what jesus uh you know it's like the bible says don't tell anybody but you know jesus was like spitting in the ground healing eyes and now we all know about it so i don't know i i feel like when it comes to uh when it comes to Mr. Beast at least is doing something good and at least is not making the world's biggest hot dog or the world's biggest trampoline anymore. He's just curing blindness, you know, mm -hmm. pretty good. I mean, but, but those can coexist. The, 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 the Antichrist can make the world's biggest hot dog and he can cure blindness. Yeah. And I have no issue He's with gonna that. He's going to die, resurrect. The whole thing is going to happen. I'm excited about that. Yeah. I want to see that. I, I don't, I don't think I should be excited because I, are we going by then? Am I, am I, am I getting, I don't know. Are we pre-trip, post-trip? That's the question. I don't know. Are, are we, are we pre- are we pre-beast, post-beast? Are we are we uh, getting suction, yeah, you know, yeah. to the sky like uh, this is the end with the blue, and they just get sucked up, or will we get to see him die? And then, you know, anyway, this is it's interesting to me. I don't know. It's just interesting to me. I'm like I, I feel bad for him. It's like he's just trying to do good. Yeah, you know? yeah it's a like, lose lose because he's like he, literally going. I'm not making money off of this, so it's like yeah. Uh, what, like what? What do you want him to do? What, exactly. what like, really? What do you want him to do if not this? I mean, like. He's doing good. Make more He's cheeseburgers his... for us. Is that what everyone makes everyone happy? Doesn't yeah. make anybody mad when he makes a cheeseburger, right? right. And Mr. Beast, anyway. uh, Ghost it, Kitchen, everywhere. Well, he, they're all over here, by the well, way. And and that's what I'm saying about like the performative outrage. I feel like th that's almost more of th this story seems more indicative of that than necessarily mm -hmm. you know doing something. 
for attention that's actually doing good yeah. in the world. It's just being mad at somebody, finding a reason. You know, we, we live we live in a culture where it, it, we're very grievance driven, especially online culture. Mm-hmm. It's very grievance driven, and, and 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 it's like everyone wants to be the first one to be mad about the new thing, mm-hmm. and to, to a degree where I feel like that is where the unhealthy performative uh, like algorithms are rewarding that more than they are. Oh man, can you believe this guy helped a homeless person and now he's getting, uh, uh, you know, clout on Twitter. It's like, that's fine. Let's get more of that instead of getting clout for being mad at this person helping the homeless person. I agree with you, man. Cause it's like, it's like, I feel like in the last six years, the partisan political discourse and the fighting and the arguing online, it's like, you know, if, if, if somebody's on the other side of your, line you know they're on the other side from you no matter what they do or say you have to find the thing that's wrong about it and criticize it and i think it's just like ingrained in our culture now that if you're unfamiliar with somebody or you don't really know mr beast or what his motives are or whatever you're going to assume negative things about them because that's just how we've been taught over the last six years right so it's like everybody's looking for the thing that's like not adding up or what's his real motive and it's like just negative man how about he's just a 24 year old kid with a massive platform doing some good with the money that he has i mean it's like let's just relax a little bit here or or or, or, but but taking the same posture for any random person that you want or celebrity that said the right thing the wrong way or mm-hmm. you know, can you believe they didn't say this when they? Right, could, it's it, like it, why didn't they say X Y Z? Yeah, yeah that, that's what I mean. Like, or, or like, finding, how dare you care about that cause when? What about all these it, other causes that you didn't mention? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that sort of grievance-driven posture instead of one that's just a little, giving people a little more good faith approach to it. Here's my, cons- I think Jess is going to like the conspiracy theory about this because um, you already <laughs> like sure the, the antichrist thing. Um, it's just a video I saw on TikTok, but. Uh, I, I have probably I have a right. huge feeling. Uh, I have a, a theory that these there's marketing companies that specialize in the outrage. Right. So I saw something the other day about like a makeup company and the ladies like the makeup is made by someone who is like into witchcraft. Right. That was one of the theories they had because she's like, my skin cleared up. And like, then I stopped using it. I started breaking up. <laughs> it was a whole thing on TikTok. And I'm like, there is marketing that money. Like, involved. He is, most people who have never heard of Mr. Beast now know about Mr. Beast because of this. So could it be that also you could manufacture outrage and have companies do that with these like AI accounts and bots and stuff like, um, is that a, is that an option where, wait, so you're saying your theory is that he's got bots out there criticizing him to, to like make us be talking about Mr. Beast for the last 10 minutes. So now I am outraged at him. I'm outraged for him trying to make me outraged, even though I wasn't outraged. Now I, when I heard that Zack Snyder, when he was doing the, uh, when he was doing the Justice League cut, when they found out that yeah. all those bots were AI and that like people like the like we want this, we want the Snyder cut. Like they found like 78 percent of that was like AI and like fake account. There's a fake outrage that, fake. that's that just off its own momentum. Let him finish his movie. So I feel like fake outrage is a business. And if there is a marketing company that specializes in that, like. You know, because really he has done nothing wrong. He's he's doing something great, like Emily said, for the world. But the fact that we can create outrage. Now my mom's asking me about Mr. Beast. She's like, who is Mr. Beast? My mom never knew about, uh, unless it's on 700 Club, my mom doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> so the fact that, you know, that that happened, I'm like, oh, okay, like maybe this is a little too smart, you know? That's funny. All right. What do you have, Emily? 
Um, okay, so Valentine's Day is coming up and a San Antonio zoo has announced that um, for a small donation, uh, they will let you name a cockroach after your ex and they'll feed it to an animal. Oh, wow. <laughs> so oh. I can have I can name a cockroach and watch it get eaten by an animal. Yes. You, you yeah. went, you went all out is... with that one, Cameron, didn't you? You went all out with that one. <laughs> I didn't know dropping we were dropping names. names. Yeah, dropping we... names. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. If anybody wants to donate in my name, the name is <laughs> I would love to see that he, he as a First cockroach. and last name. Okay, there it is. You know, <laughs> and address. Uh, it's, only, it's only $10. So if you have multiple X's you'd like to throw in, go for it. Um, That's funny. But yeah, so it's... You know, it's kind of an interesting version of therapy, I think. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it actually works, but it makes it interesting. Do you, is there like a webcam where you get to watch get eaten? Or is it just you know that it's happening? I can't handle the fact that you keep doing the name. Let's bleep this, Jason, and, and post, by the way. I'm going to go ahead and just, as a, as a, as a longtime friend of the show, just, uh, just, just bleep it or, or, or just punch in some other. You should be like, friend. Um, you know, like, just someone else's voice. All right. Friend. If friend gets, so it gets eaten by what again? This, this um, zoo animals. It, it, Any animals? Yeah, just different animals. Oh, wow. Wait, what, do uh, they well, feed guess, cockroaches? Yeah, that's what no, I was like, what eats a cockroach? Snakes, probably yeah. snakes and spiders and yeah. stuff, maybe? You can also, so um, if you don't want to do a bug, you can do a vegetable for $5 or a rodent for $25. they are just making so money right now. They're just there. making money. They are. I was going to say, this sounds like a scam to me. I'm just I'm just straight up. Like, it's like, the, oh, you can name a star. And it's like, they're not, who's <laughs> registering this? Like, who, who, you know, who's like in charge of space real estate? And they're like, ah, he's, you know, he, he paid $10 for that online certificate. That star yeah. is his now. That the entire planetary ball system around that ball of gas, he went to this random website and printed off the certificate. So that, that's what this seems like, you know, uh, it's just kind of a, a little novelty scam. But did, where's the ten dollars going to? Just zoo upgrades. The zoo. They gotta yeah. raise money. They're broke. Terrarium upgrades. Good for them. I will say you can do. I think my favorite one is you can do like a package, um, which is one hundred fifty bucks. But they send. So when you pay for it, you get a video. But for the hundred fifty dollars, they will send a personalized video to um, the, the recipient of the. Co- wow. Yeah. No. Wow. Well, Cameron's all in right now. You might want to just drop the link below. Say it's getting it's getting a little weird. It's getting a little That's weird. That's petty. It's, I love it. It's getting weird at, at the zoo. <laughs> yeah, someone at the, the marketing person at the zoo has has suffered heartbreak. That been heartbreak. He was doing it before, and they just caught up yeah. to it. Uh, there yeah, you go. yeah. That's like, we got to monetize. Yeah, this, this is but, smart. This is very very okay. All right. You know. But who would send it? Like like they win if you send the video to the ex. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, you're, I'm still on your mind. You're you know I've moved on. You know what I mean? You don't send the. I think video. if you're paying ten dollars for a cockroach to eat your, ex. can you send them the cockroach? Is the question. <laughs> Ooh, the the live cockroach. They open the box and cockroaches just come <laughs> We're out. Spiraling it's like because the old now Cameron's bomb. getting yeah. ideas. And I he's like, like wait a second, wait, did they sell this send it to the house? Because I have the address. <laughs> wait, so we'll do like a glitter down. bomb, but it's cockroaches shooting out all over the apartment. I like it. Let's do yeah, it. This seems healthy. This seems very healthy for all parties involved, including the cockroach. Absolutely. Have you seen those YouTube and TikTok videos of like guys who are like getting their, their packages stolen off their front porch? I love those videos. So they booby trap yes. the package and it has cameras and stuff and then tracking devices. Fart spray. And like, Fart spray, horrible sirens, fog, like it squirts goo out of it. It's, it's, 
And it's so funny because you're watching the person on camera like freaking out and trying to put the box back together and they can't. It's great. Yeah. It's always right. some like we'll do that with the cockroaches. Latin family that has like a flag on the wall in the back <laughs> and like it's like really like dingy how like they need they need help. And so it's like now all their stuff is glitter on it. Their Mexican blanket of a jaguar has glitter all over it. You know, it's the whole thing. It's so sad. <laughs> anyway. It's always in like downtown California. It's like Inglewood. It's like a family that actually needs, possibly needs stuff. And now they have glitter all over their you know, it's a one bedroom studio. And they're all huddled around opening this package of Beats by Dre. It's always a sad video if you really, if you really think about it. Yeah. If I caught like one of the, uh, you know, porch pirate, like taking my, you know, my Amazon box, right? I, I, I would, I, I don't know what my reaction it would be. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know how much nerve I would just be like, seriously, are you, are, are you taking it? Are, Wait, are you talking about like here? you're catching them in the act or you yes, just found out yes. later it was taken? No, no. If I, if I like, you know, saw them through the window, you know, and I opened the door and caught them in the act, would I just be like, why don't we set that? Up I, I've caught you somebody I mean? do like, it. My next, one of my next door neighbors did it once to me. And what and happened? I, you know, I opened the door interested. shirtless, uh, you know, the worst, like I looked like, uh, it looked like, just something that he didn't know what was about to hit him. It, it was the exact opposite thing that he I opened wanted the door to and I'm like, like a, a shirtless man. Who are you? Opening go, who are you? And he was like, I, I thought it was my package. I go, you thought this flat package was your package on my door. Yeah, and he just, oh it, well, he did, I remember him just backing away slowly. And I was like, so then when he was walking his dog the next day, I go, Hey, did you ever find that package again? And he was like, no, 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 no. I'm like, okay, great. Like I carry. Wow. <laughs> That's awkward. Yeah. That's awkward. I, I, yeah, it was pretty bad. Like I had, I was like, don't rob your neighbor. Yeah. I mean, go to the next. I know what you look, and I have a ring camera. I know what you look, you know what I'm saying? I know what you look like. And he's got such an, I was about to say his name, like you Cameron kill a cam over here, but I don't want to do because my next door neighbor. But I was like, what, what are you thinking? What were you thinking when you thought that I'm like, you picked the right one, nine out of 10, no one would have came out. I'm the one. Out of the 10, yeah. that's going to... No, my idea is I'm going to package myself up in a big, like, Casper mattress box. Big box. Okay? Don't open till Christmas. And like, oh. you know? Yeah, yeah. Very fragile, very expensive, you know, dollar signs all over. And then wait till the surprise and they open that bad boy up at their house and it's me in there. You and a bunch you of know? cockroaches. Yeah, you yeah. with glitter yeah. that you just, like... Yeah, you just throw the glitter at them. <laughs> Snowballs, <laughs> glitter in people's eyes. The Latin family's crying. The kids are on the floor. Why they I don't know. It just, it oh, always happens. Like they open a package with a grown man in there throwing glitter, screaming. Yeah, fart sprints in everyone's face. <laughs> it, you know what? It's what always like, wrong? it really is. It's like, you think it's just like teenagers. They steal the bikes or whatever. No, no, no. It's, it's like a husband and wife driving yeah. around, stealing packages, going home and having Christmas morning, basically. Yeah. It's it, always and, the and whole the, family is around the box. It's it's really sad. It, actually. And the ratio of like PS5s, which every porch, everyone's like, oh, there's definitely like a PS5 in here versus like some cleaning solution that you could only order on Amazon <laughs> yeah. and you only order it, it's on sale <laughs> or like some weird ingredient for like a meal that you're going to make, which is most of the stuff that ends up coming to my house is just random one-offs. It's like, if anyone stole it, there's certainly no aftermarket yeah. for it. Like they're not getting you're any money throw for it. it in the garbage. So, so yeah. please give back to me because I need those tweezers. You know, <laughs> yeah, I needed to yeah. order those tweezers. So, man. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, all right. Hey, well, Marty, you're sitting in for the whole show. Yeah. Uh, you got a slice today? I got a great one, actually. All right. So, Ooh. how many of you have uh, flown on Frontier? I have one time. All right. It's absolutely. It's better. It's better than spirit, but not much. It's the, I was going to say, I've flown on spirit 
which I thought was the same thing, but French is a little better. Uh, man, if, if we're comparing spirit would be, uh, man, how could I compare the spirit would be, uh, <laughs> I, all these bad examples come in my mind. So I'm going to try to make it PG if you will. Um, I guess if you're thinking that spirit is, um, I don't even know how to explain it, but spirit's really bad. And frontier is like a slice. I'm trying to think of like restaurants. Like I'm trying to think like we're thinking uh, Arby's yeah, yeah. is going to be, uh, what's the worst fast food to you guys? What's, uh, what's absolutely the worst. Arby's is up Arby, there I mean, me. I mean, I don't know who goes and eats. Arby's has curly fries and Jamocha. They, yeah. So they might have stuff like that. Good? I liked I liked the roast it, it, To me, yeah, it might so be like I. a, uh, I don't know. Cause I want to say Jack in the box, but sometimes Jack in the box slaps a little it bit. Hit. Maybe Burger yeah. King. I'll, I'll say this. The I'll say this. Pocket thing. Yeah, chicken. I'll say this, which I'm, I've, I've convinced myself both are money laundering <laughs> operations. Cause I don't know who, I don't know the last time I know one person in my life that has eaten at a captain d's oh wow um oh. what's the other seafood one? Oh, it's long john long john. or long john silver yeah when is the last time anyone on this podcast has gone or knows someone who's gone to either of those so I, ha- I have one of those taco bell long john silvers double places near me but here's how few people eat long john silvers jesse now it's just a taco bell oh the the, the half of the building that was long john silvers went out of business <laughs> so I don't know how that happens. Yeah, so Long anyways. John Silver is that's, that's spirit. Like, that's like having a Siamese yeah. twin now. <laughs> I know. It's like is half it the sign is empty now. It's just like... What do we do now? What do we Taco do? Bell. We do still yeah. sell the cod if you want it, but that's, all, that's <laughs> all we do is just one piece of cod fish. Uh, but With Taco Bell yeah, we're do, they're just Taco Bell is just doing fish yeah. tacos now. That, that Which, have just, they ever done that? Have they done fish tacos? I think that's smart. They should. Right? Well, do we want Taco a Bell fish? fish? Taco from Taco Bell... I mean, you're going to be out for three to five business days. I'll say this. You're flying very close to the sun at that point. <laughs> They're upgrading. They've got this Taco Bell cantina thing going on now. We have a Taco Bell in downtown Orlando that has a full bar. I mean, it's like they're they're going yeah. high end now. They have waiters yeah, in Vegas. Taco Bell, like you can get married at one. So you know, Taco Bell is a little <laughs> bit of like it's a it's a give. You know, you could get it, but anyway. So I don't even know where I was going with that example. So let's just keep it moving. But the Greyhound of the Skies, uh, aka Frontier okay. Airlines, they're offering a three ninety nine. You could fly all summer for free. Um, they'll even let you roll down the window on the airline. I'm just kidding. Shut That's up. not true. <laughs> um, here, wait, wait, wait. So it's an unlimited summer $3.99. It's actually sold out already. You can't even get it. You have to get the tier two, which is uh, 800 now. But it's you ooh. could fly uh, unlimited. Uh, here's the catch, because no one ever reads the catch. Ready? You have to book it a day before. Mm. International 10 days before. So if you're saying, mm. yeah, I want to fly tomorrow to Denver, you have to book it that literal day 24 hours before. That's the catch. International 10 days. Um, but yeah, you could fly. And then, you know, Frontier goes six places. I don't know. I mean, they go, it's, it's everything's <laughs> out of Denver, you know? It's always like, it's not even like well, a normal they, airport. It's like they have to come out of the Illuminati airport, which is the Denver. You guys know about the Denver right. airport being. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's like a swastika or whatever. It's like, I mean, if you look at the sky it's like really sketchy um but yeah they fly they fly to like puerto rico place in mexico and like i think just two other places orlando. yeah orlando yeah. so if you want to go and see a, a denver game you can go there but anyway it's 399 that was it's first come first serve now it's 800 you fly unlimited i like the idea i mean it's in, just in summer, general so it's like but you have to also buy your seat that's another thing you gotta buy your seat you gotta take your bags out you gotta pay for your oh, bags yeah, yeah. by mm. the end of it it's a $300 flight anyway, <laughs> just because of all the add-ons that you need to get, you know? Yeah. Right. 
I think they should have a lower tier because you can't pick your time or your destination. You just stay <laughs> on the plane do, Jesse, and they're going to land up. wherever. You just stand up on the flight. <laughs> standing room. Yeah. Standing room also, back there's right one the other catch. You have to be with the dogs under the plane. I'm just kidding. No, no. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Spirit <laughs> Airlines is offering that. I think, uh, I mean, they're, you know, no, you know Spirit, Frontier. Uh, Frontier, yeah. Actually, Spirit did it last year, believe it or not. But oh. yeah, I was going to confuse because they're both so bad, so terrible. I would not. <laughs> I, if Spirit was offering it, uh, no, thank yeah, you. Yeah, they had to pay us to fly. But, you know, just think about this, right? <laughs> How bad is business where now you have to offer a three ninety nine fly anywhere across the country ticket to go to f- six or seven different cities? And I don't know. I mean, if you would even buy, let's say you didn't buy that, you could still fly to Denver for $40. So, you know, you're not really, that's what, sure. you're, that's what you're paying for. And uh, it's, a, it's a, literally a next day flight. That's how, that's the gimmick of it, which people don't read. They just buy it and they think they could fly. You have to wait. It's like, and then I've flown Spirit. I tried to fly Spirit once. The The plane never came. The plane that was stranded and I was stranded in the, in the Atlanta airport for 10 days or something like that. The, the flight never came. And then I was like, hey, what happened to this flight? And they're like, yeah, um, it crashed. You don't even know. I was like, okay, you know, <laughs> everyone but a baby died. Oh, Okay, great. Good to know. Can I get the next one? You know, it's just such you, a... They don't even cover Spirit Air flying crashes yeah. on the news. Anymore. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> it's like Unstoppable. Without one, it's more news if it actually makes yeah, it Bruce to the Willis destination. Yeah, Bruce Willis survived an Unstoppable yeah. when I went on the plane. One, Everyone died but one little baby, and that was baby Bruce Willis <laughs> from un, you know, Unbreakable. But yeah, I don't, I don't, you have to pay me to fly Spirit. I don't think I could ever do yeah. that. I like how Never. also when I was reading the article, there's very little details because Frontier hide they they hide everything, right? So yeah, it's like man. spirit. You know, if you wanna if you wanna get a seat with the cushion, you gotta pay an extra fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. You want an armrest? Yeah. That's fifty bucks. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. wanna you want some water, that's gonna be fifteen, you know. So yeah, yeah. yeah seat seat belts like twenty, I think. Yeah. <laughs> You want a bag? You want to bring a, a purse that's that's really really small? Twenty five dollars. So you know, spirits going away, right? Good. They merged. Good. It's gone with they're, who? It's Jet Blue. Oh, they probably bought their routes. Had to buy the routes. That's what they're paying for the routes. They're gonna oh, and all the planes and everything. They'll all get rebranded. Jet Blue. So spirits going away. So now Frontier is pulling up the rear and all the airline. Uh, the, yeah, the Greyhound of the sky strikes again. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. That'll do it for slices. Stay tuned up next. Dave Kinnaman joins us. You're listening to De La Soul and Otis Redding. The song is I Know, but it's spelled E-Y-E. Well, Relevant has a lot happening this year, and we don't want you to miss a thing. Make sure to sign up for our newsletter right there on the front page at relevantmagazine.com, and we'll send you our top five trending stories sent to your inbox every weekday. We'll also send you a weekly uh, podcast newsletter with the latest episodes, some uh, fan extras, and first peeks at the new shows that we're going to be rolling out throughout this year. Make sure to sign up. It's the best way to keep in touch with everything we got going on. Well, our guest today is David Kinneman. He's the president of Barna Group. You've heard us talk about them uh, quite a bit. A research organization dedicated to studying the trends of the church. 
He's been a longtime friend. He sat down with Emily to discuss some of the recent studies that show the growing interest of faith in Christianity and what that might mean for the future of the church. Here's our conversation with David Kinneman. I feel like I've heard so many other reports that say that Christianity is on the decline and it's there's it's losing interest. But your report kind of shows that those are just sort of hearsay and that's not actually what's happening. Well, Christianity in some ways is on the decline, uh, but but the openness to spirituality isn't. And so it's a kind of a both end uh, and both things can be true at once. So, you know, activity in churches has declined overall in the last you know, 50 years and sort of identification as Christian, Christians has, has declined significantly. Um, but rumors of the demise of Christianity are much exaggerated because still, you know, tens of millions of Americans are active in their faith and active in Christianity. And there are pockets of resurgence, even so much as saying that like millennials and millennials of color are more likely to be attending church today than they were before the pandemic, uh, or at least engaged in a church in some fashion. So there's interesting kind of like ebbs and flows to social life and to spiritual life and how it gets expressed. And um, yeah, we're in like a very open moment um, where people are more open to God than we probably could have expected of them. But they're also, uh, they're dealing with a lot of, um, of, of questions and, and, you know, there's some still residual resentment and, and hurt that comes from many people towards the church. And um, so we have to kind of take all that into account. Like the openness to spirituality, I think so many people read that, specifically Christians read that as they're open to Christianity, but you're saying it's not just Christian faith, it's like any sort of religion, is that right? Yeah, and and remember that Americans, you know, appetite for deep things is really not very deep. Uh, they're kind of a mile wide and an inch deep, so they're open to spirituality, they're open to God, they're, again, it's sort of shocking to me. Uh, having done this for so long that people are so open to the idea that there is a spiritual dimension to life, a supernatural dimension. Um, and uh, again, the fact that more than two out of every five Americans say they're more open to God than they were before the pandemic. Um, early on, the pandemic seemed to make very little difference to Americans' spiritual appetite. So it's only as the the, the crisis and the sort of the the series of things that have happened uh, to us economically and you know racial reckoning and political fragmentation um, and people sort of looked more squarely in the mirror over the last few years is you know we're coming on now three years since the pandemic began and um, they're almost like oh yeah I guess there are some things in my life I probably should take a second look at so they're open they're open to spirituality and Christianity could be a, a, a critical player in in answering I think the the, the deepest longings of our time and that's what i think is is a, a great opportunity for the church to step up and and address those questions but they're not just saying hey you know we really want to we want to meet jesus again you know i think there's some there's a lot of different dimensions to that for for people how that's playing itself out I feel like I've noticed that too. That um, it's not that their people want to just hear about the Bible, but like you said, like they want it to apply to their life in like a very tangible way. And I, I think underneath the surface of that too, there's 
good, healthy questions around what does it mean to be a member of the church? Why does the church still matter? And what does it mean to be, you know, in a, after COVID, especially with all the hybrid or online worship, or, you know, I actually think we are, you know, embodied physical people in the physical connection and community. If we are physically well enough to do that is, is important. But I also think that the church prior to COVID was um, unrealistic about the notion of what people were doing online, that, that there's a sort of, it's a big word, but a pedagogical revolution happening in our midst. How, how people learn, how they think about, um, you know, what they what they know, how they know it. And um, this is a little theory I have that, you know, just like music piracy 15, 20 years ago changed the way people accessed music. And, and finally, enterprise and business had to come up with new systems to distribute music. Um, so we've had strict streaming and you know obviously itunes sort of revolutionized the idea that you could you could purchase you know even on a song by song basis um rather than on an album basis and um and so there were business business solutions to the, the notion of, of of music piracy but um we have i think we're going through a period of what i call learning piracy that people can learn what they want when they want at a price they want all, all of which is essentially for free i mean you can you can learn you can get a PhD in anything, really, if you just were uh, intense enough. And people who are autodidacts, self self learners, it's the heyday for that because you can, you know, you can just go down any any rabbit hole on any topic. And and I think, you know, our digital age is now mediating knowledge. It's telling us what to learn. It's like the algorithms are picking the things that they think we're interested in, and and they're going to be far more accurate to our interests and our you know, our, um, our, our, our sensibilities, um, than, you know, the church could ever be, but the Holy spirit is actually a far more powerful algorithm. You know, it's like, it, it actually knows us at the deepest level, what not just what we want, but also what we need. And so I think, I think there's some really fun things that could be on the horizon as we think about the church as a learning community, not just a place to come and gather. Now I, I'm saying not just because I'm not saying that coming and gathering or you know, physical or online worship are unimportant. They're actually really critical. But I actually think there's something in, in in what I'm seeing in the data as like this new moment where we can come together to say the things that make us uniquely Christian in identity and practice. Those are not just a you know a couple of sermons with you know acute alliteration of you know three words that start with the letter P, but that we actually have to learn together. Um, you know, from from a lot of Christian tradition and history and, and even just from, you know, the wisdom in the world that we can find and, and actually stitch together a better way of being human. And so I think that we're in an interesting era of learning piracy where, you know, I, I wonder how we can uh, make sense of, you know, the the way the way we should live as Christians in a in a in a in a powerful, deep way that, you know, is not is not uh, anti-algorithms because I think there's some actually some beautiful things we can learn online um, but actually is is pro Jesus being you know through and through at the center of all other things that we learn and, and and the way we live our lives and orient our you know orient our aspirations that was David Kinnaman if you don't check out what they're doing over at the uh, Barnard Group, you should. It's insightful stuff. All right, stay tuned up next. It's Table Topics with Marty.
You're listening to Fudakush? <laughs> I don't even know how to say it. Foudakush? F-O-U-D-E-Q-U-S-H. The song is Daydreaming. I spelled it for you so you can go, go, go get the song. Okay, well, I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we we're going to close out today's episode, get, get to know Marty a little bit more. I got some table topics oh, here selected at random order, or just I just literally picked them up. All right, anybody can answer these, but you know, we'll start with Marty. Marty, have you ever been so happy you cried? Yes, I cry a lot, actually. I'm a big crier. Out of happiness? When you watch like Mr. Beast videos? No, okay, so, okay. A thousand no one's going to relate cataracts? to me here. No one's going to relate to this, all right? Um, but sometimes I will, <laughs> I will go on YouTube and I'll Google soldiers coming home. Oh no. And I just want to, sometimes you, the world's on your shoulder and you just need to cry it out. So sometimes I'll watch it and then I'll start comparing it in like a biblical mindset. You know, I'm like, Jesus, I hope that's the way, like when I see you, when I die, that's how I cry because I'm so. <laughs> oh my god! It gets it gets into the yeah. There's you know we don't I have to actively talk about, avoid those videos. Yeah, I because I, I know I'll cry or like a dog get reunited. Like we don't have to talk about mom anymore. Now we could talk about this uh, to my doctor Finkelstein, who's my therapist. But um, yeah, so sometimes I'll force myself a good cry, and it, it actually I feel like exhausted afterwards. Then I have to like take a nap. I don't know. I'm like it's a hard cry, <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty. It's like a child. That's crying. a whole Saturday. Yeah, right it's all, yeah. the whole Saturday's wiped out. I was telling Jason when I got on the call, I'm like, I do like one or two things a day really good. And that's the one thing I do. And I'll cry and then I'll wake up. And I'm, I'm, my wife's like, what do you do today? I'm like, saw soldier, soldier videos. Oh, why do you, why do, you do that to yourself? About six hours. Yeah. yeah. I saw the help and I just cried watching the help, you know? <laughs> I, I saw soldiers come home from every war since uh, the Second World War today <laughs> on YouTube. I saw I saw George Santos come home uh, from fighting in World War Two, one Vietnam and the Korean War, and he's just very inspiring. George Santos, A heroes, welcome, yeah. absolutely. All right, uh, what do you most enjoy doing by yourself? Keep it clean. Oh man, uh, what do I enjoy doing by myself? Uh, I I like to uh, definitely go to a mall by myself. I don't like to go. I like to go in and out. Don't waste my time when you're with me. No. Um, way. If I go at my wife, she's going to go to Bed Bath and Beyond. She's going to go something. And I'm yeah, like, it's a whole thing. I'll start sitting on the floor. I just, I'm a little kid. I just give up. Um, but yeah, I like to, when I need to like get something done, like Home, Home Depot or Lowe's, like don't, don't, it's going to be an argument. So don't go with me because I'm going to, I'm in and out, focused. That, that'd probably be it for sure. Okay. All right. Uh, what do you hoard? What do I hoard? Let me think in my room right now. Oh, I hoard comic books for sure. Hoard. No I'm a big what, comic which, book collector. Which ones? Um, which ones? Certain styles of comic books. So like right now I'm looking at like 30 of them. I actually, I actually, Cameron, Killer Cam, you might like this one. I hoard so, cards. I have a lot oh. of cards. Like I have so many Jordan cards. I'll just buy everything I see. And then also oh. Beanie Babies. That's the other thing. If I open my closet right here. Shut up. You do not. Do you guys no. even want to do this? Wait, I also have Beanie Baby. Emily, can you go grab yours really quick? I don't know. If, Jesse, can you stay for another five minutes? Yes. <laughs> this is insane. All right. Here's the truth. All right. When we're talking about Beanie Babies, <gasps> um, 
He's showing us his beanie babies. Guys, okay, so here's the thing. Wait, I have the turkey one. I love yeah. that one. So here's the thing. This is an original one I bought. Um, we were on the road at one point and I was just kind of bored and I was like, I want to buy the, I want to buy beanie babies. So I looked up the top 10 rarest beanie babies and just went ham. I mean, Princess Diana beanie babies. Uh, yeah. Stuff that's like, like this guy right here, which is like an original beanie baby uh, curly over here. Like I even, so I thought it would be a great idea to start selling them. Nobody wants them. They, they just are there. And so now I'm stuck with about 200 Beanie Babies that are extremely rare. So, you know, really, I jumped on this podcast because if anyone wants to buy some, be I'm just kidding. <laughs> kind of desperation. Yeah, I have like, I mean, I literally like this is an extremely rare one and it comes in a pack of three. I have all three. Uh -huh. I have all three colors. Wow. Um, yeah. Um, have you seen the documentary? I it's have on, on Vice. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, there's a, I think it's a series on, on Netflix. I, no, I watched one on HBO really? Max. Too. HBO Max. That's what it is. A whole yeah, baby. With the, with the divorce couple. Have you seen that one? Yes, that was on Vice. To, I saw. Yeah, they have to. They had it in the nineties yeah. when Beanie Babies were so big. They sat on the ground um, with their, you know, they they like fully suit suit like pants suit, and they're splitting Beanie Babies one and like there's a line and like the wife has like thirty, the husband has, and they're just splitting and they're talking in the. I mean, we had to find the transcripts of that because I need to know that how they priced out, you know, because everything is public record. But yeah, they. Uh, they fought for their Beanie Baby collection. So I thought I could find, find them maybe and sell these to them. But, they, you know, maybe I can complete their collection. I don't know. I have like I have a it's actually at my parents place because um, I just didn't bring it with me on the move. But I have like a chest full of like a bunch of Beanie Babies, like rare ones, too. Some are still in the box. Like there's ones that you could sell them. To keep you it. could sell them. So I'm thinking right now. No, we should combine but our collections and just give sell me it enough, all. It's a lot. Thousand dollars. Give me like 30 years. I <laughs> 30 think like we're not. <laughs> past the beanie babe craze enough yeah. yet because i'm thinking 30 to 40 years by the time my kids eventually make, like, the novelty nostalgia thing will come back around right i mean i don't know somehow i think they're going to be worth less right so i'm just holding on till that so like my nephew and nieces i actually don't really let them play with the beanie babies because i'm like i need these to be in good condition for when I sell these Emily, and make a billion dollars. These poor homes. deluded people on that HBO Max docu-series believe the same as you. And it's just a sad, you know, Okay, well, when I'm a multimillionaire for my Beanie Baby collection <laughs> and you are not, then we'll see who's sad. Do you have any rare ones, Emily? you have any like rare Beanie Babies? Like the rarest one um, I have is I have a Princess Diana. When she passed away, they made a purple yeah. Beanie Baby with a white rose that's the holy grail, man. If you look online, Marty, they're like 18,000. No one's buying them. They just are for yeah. sale. But yeah. I can't remember where I got them from, but I have some. They're all still in the box, too. But they all have like a different. They're all from like the United Kingdom. Yes, I have those. Yeah. So yeah. I have. All, and those, so those are, are, still those are expensive, box. too. But yeah, yeah. I, it's crazy. Yeah. The science that I've, I've like dug in. Marty, you name dropped your Princess Diana Beanie Two, Baby several like four times. Yeah, four times. Yeah. It's a rare it's one. A very, it is. Cause it is like the top. It's like the Holy grail. I, let me see. Of, I think it might be worth like a couple thousand. Look already. it up. I promise you, but it's the thing it's, is no one's buying them. They're just listing them for like 18 grand. And then it's, so it's like a board, board ape at this exactly, point. It's like a board yeah. ape F, NFT. Yeah, unfortunately. Technically it, like I see that it's technically worth like a hundred thousand dollars. I don't know who's paying yeah. for that. Yeah. Right. Okay. But, on eBay, yeah. there's some going for $6,000 dollars all the way up to fifteen so i'm talking about guys we're talking about real wow. money here we're not talking about mr beast i'm gonna sell these to mr See, beast actually i don't have all this extra money because i spend all my extra money buying cockroaches <laughs> i was about, to, say, I was about to finish that sentence for you but i didn't do it <laughs> kill the cam in the building
All right. Uh, what's your most embarrassing moment? Uh, really embarrassing. I mean, I have my whole life is years of embarrassing moments. Is it the fact that you went on a national podcast and talked about your Beanie Baby collection? No, I'm proud of that. I'm That's very not proud even of that. Top 10 embarrassing. Yeah. yeah, me and Emily, we we connected deeply with this uh, downtown yeah. Emily Brown over here. We just connected mm-hmm. deep with this uh, yeah. Beanie Baby. I think one of my most, I mean, I've had many, many embarrassing moments um, in my life. I mean, from splitting pants. I mean, I always think about this one time I was uh, on my honeymoon and I did a full like backflip, slipped in the, like slipped in like Mexico and like landed on my back but nobody saw me. That was the embarrassing part. Cause then I have to like look around and no one's, no one cares. But I had to process it all by myself, all these internal feelings of shame. And I was like, Oh, no one saw it. So I just had a, you know, that was pretty rough one. My wife's like, rough. you okay? Why is your back all red? I was like, I just fell in front of everyone and no one saw it. And I had to process that by myself. Yeah. So, that's pretty rough. Yeah. Uh, what are you afraid of at 3 a.m.? Uh, um, what am I afraid of at 3 a.m.? Uh, you know, uh, you know when you guys, anybody have like the ring camera? Yeah. yeah. I love when uh, you get like a notification at 3 a.m. You're like, what's happening? And you scroll, it's like coyotes. Oh, okay, cool. Just coyotes scroll running through. But you know what? Uh, people in my, in Florida, you know, you know how this goes, Killer Camp. They always try to like open your car in the middle of the night and they try to see what's inside of it. I have nothing mm-hmm. inside. Of, I have maybe a pair of boxing gloves. That's about it. But yeah, I'm always worried that someone's going to do it. So I like I'm on the second floor of my house and I could like see down. So sometimes when I hear something, I'm like trying to catch that same kid who stole the try to steal the package from my next, you know, the next door neighbor tries to steal the package early in the episode we we're talking about. I had I somebody that. I had somebody open the my car in my driveway and take out in the middle console. I had a checkbook for some reason. They, they took the checkbook. They didn't touch anything else. So I didn't realize anything was taken, right? Oh, wow. Until like my bank calls me a few weeks later. They've been passing checks. I mean, my account was completely depleted. They've been like writing checks. But then they did a, they researched it or they investigated it and they were writing checks to themselves. So it was very easy for them to figure out who stole my checkbook. Like you get what idiots. If you're going to be a thief, be smart about it. Come yeah. On. Do you guys remember when like when people would steal your account? This is like in the 90s. But when someone would steal your account, you could see like the information about them. The bank would send you like, hey, here's their address. I don't know yeah. if you guys remember that. They'd yeah. be like, hey, and like they're they live like three blocks away from me. I'm going to catch these people. You know, yeah. that's what the type of yeah energy I'm on right now. I'm going to catch you. All right. Last question. Who are your role models? Role models. Uh, man, I. Uh, I don't know if I really have any. I think one of my favorite people to watch is, this is, of all the Christian people in the world, you know, all these good answers that I'm going to give, one of my favorite people to watch entertaining wise, I love Action Bronson. I know that sounds funny to say. Really? Yeah, I really love, I really love, I mean, I I think he's, I love to cook, so I connect to him. I'm from New Mm -hmm. York, I connect to him. We both love the crappy Knicks, I connect to him. You know, something about him, I was talking to my wife the other day, I was like, I like, I like, I just, you know, I bought his book, the, the cooking book that he had really funny and so he's not a role model but he's someone i always love like i'm i'm invested enough to buy merch from him um but i don't really know if i have any role models i mean i i don't i don't want to give you, you don't an have answer. a mentor you don't have a hero have that one. you grew no. up like idolizing i'm gen z and no, i'm not gen z i'm probably one above it we don't have mentors we don't have anybody that's <laughs> guiding us we're just making terrible mistakes um and every Mr. mentor Beast, I, I pretty much have has had a sexual scandal so yeah you know i don't really have any mentors Dude, anymore i mentioned this the other night at dinner it came up every pastor i've had as an adult is no longer in the ministry yeah 100 percent they should be podcasters. That's my theory on it. Like there's a lot of pastors that need to be podcasters. 
because there's no accountability. You can do anything you want. All you got to do is just preach right here and then keep moving. Instead of being a pastor. Yeah, yeah. Don't be a pastor if you're going to, because I mean, I even have like, I mean, almost every single church I've been to like the mm-hmm. first church I was a part of this past. I mean, I even came from a church that when I got saved, I had a scandal and the pastor ran off with somebody in the church and it was a whole thing. And I ended up leaving the church from that specific, specific moment. But yeah, I don't, I don't look up to pastors anymore because I'm like, also I have this thing where it's like, you ever talk to a pastor and you're like, how's everything? And they're like, church is good. I'm like, I didn't right. even ask about your church, right? but that's your identity. You cannot separate it. Yeah, right. So yeah, it's, uh, I don't, I don't, I used to have pastors who were, I'd really look up to. I'd be like, man, I really love, you know, I'm not going to name drop like Kelly Cam, but um, I was like, I really love this guy. And then I'm like, oh, great. He uh, was caught in a hotel with uh, four men. And they were, they were, you know, they were curing blindness, I guess. I don't know what they're doing there. <laughs> well, that's just sad, man. I, yeah, I'll be, I'll be praying for your That's the reality heart. that I, I live in. So that's why I watch videos of soldiers coming back exactly. home. Exactly. So I, I was just, like, you know, that's great. Just to cry a little bit. That's so funny. All right. Well, there you go. That's some table <laughs> topics with Marty. We need a jingle for that. Table topics with table Marty. Table topics with Marty. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Dude, thanks for sitting in with us today. It was a lot of fun. We'll do it more often. We got to do this more often. Bro, I love doing this. All right. Hey, before we wrap things up, I want to thank David Kinneman for joining us today. Make sure to go check out everything they're doing at Barna. It's good stuff. Also, check out some of his books. He's authored a number of them, and they're all good. Also... If you like the show, if you like this podcast, you're still listening, but you would love it even more if there weren't ads, you can have that. All you got to do is sign up for Relevant Plus. It's our premium ad-free content experience membership. Plans start as low as $250 a month. You get this podcast ad-free. You get an exclusive subscriber podcast each week. You get ad-free unlimited reading at relevantmagazine.com. You get an ad-free, beautifully enhanced version of our quarterly digital magazine and a lot more in store this year. Uh, you can find out all the information right there at relevantmagazine.com. Just click there on the header or on the nav bar where it says Relevant Plus. It tells you everything you need to know. All right. On that note, we'll wrap things up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Emily Brown. I'm Mr. Beast. I'm just kidding. It's there Marty. Go. In the building. What's going on? <laughs> all right. We will see you guys on Friday. Have a great week, everyone. listening to the relevant podcast check out our features interviews and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com and make sure to follow relevant on facebook twitter and instagram for the latest for more great podcasts browse the shows on the relevant podcast network which you can find at our site and while you're there don't miss the all-new era of relevant magazine a new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com It doesn't really matter what you consume at the end of the day. Relevant Podcast Network. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.